Remember that story about Cindy you-know-who? When her Christmas was stolen, she knew what to do. Why, Santa Claus? Why? But what if I said that's not how it went down? Monster! You gonna be okay? Because we can turn around right now. No. That poor girl. Her mother was killed. Her mind snapped. Did you ever find the Christmas killer? Never got a reliable description of the man. Dad? Dad! He is out there! What if the Christmas killer is back? This town cannot go through another Christmas killer thing. Not again. Us folks down in Newville, we liked Christmas a lot. But that thing that lives just north of Newville does not. What is it? The mean one. He's slippery. He's elusive. He's a mean one, that mister. I'm not going to be a victim anymore. Time to roast this beast. <laughs> You're a dead one, mister. Hi guys, welcome back to the Dolls of Horror podcast. This is a very special episode because today we have with us actress and stunt woman extraordinaire, Crystal Martin. Hello. Hi, Crystal. Hey. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us on s- such short notice and during this busy holiday season. Thank you so much for having me. So if I you guys have. don't know, Crystal just starred in The Mean One. Which was fantastic. I went to see it opening night and I laughed. I cried. I cheered. I cried. I laughed again. It was good. (laughs) Thank you for going to see it. Yeah, we love holiday horror. It's like our favorite time of the year for scary movies. Mm-hmm. So um, always love to have another good option um, for the Christmas season. <laughs> yeah, keeps the spirit going. It Absolutely. Does. I have a big box of Christmas movies. That's literally what it is because I'm a physical media person. <laughs> and I have everything in this from the classics, you know, your Christmas Carol and Miracle on 34th Street Christmas Story, your newer classics like Elf and Christmas with the Cranks, and many, many horror Christmas movies, and a whole lot of Hallmark movies, too. (laughs) Hey, well, now for Hallmark Horror to add to your collection. Yes, Yes. I have, so I have everything, and I can't wait till I can get this on a physical media copy so I can add it to the box. Yay. All right, Jamie, do you want to kick us off with questions? Yeah, so, you know, um, I'm dying to know, how did you get involved with The Mean One? How did that come to be? Uh, well, first of all, if you guys hear cats, I'm visiting families. So if you hear them uh, chittering away or meowing, they want to be part of the podcast, too. Um, they're welcome. <laughs> that's Charlie and Jelly. Um, I got involved because I had worked with the director, Stephen Lamort, and the writer, Flip Kobler, before on a short film based on the Powerpuff Girls uh, called Powerpuff <laughs> Girls The Long Way Back. And I played Bubbles. Ah, I love Bubbles. <laughs> Yeah. um, And that was so much fun that I was really excited when, excuse me, Stephen called me again and asked if I would be interested in creating a trailer for this crazy idea for kind of like a horror green guy that I'm not allowed to say that name. Um, And that sounded like a ton of fun. So we shot it. That was this time last year. 
like wow. right before Christmas. We shot it in like four days. And then Stephen had it edited by the end of the week and ready to go out uh, all over social media. And it just took off. Like everybody loved it. Um, it kind of went viral there for a minute. And people were like, this is great. When is this coming out? And we were like, it's not. That was the whole thing. That was the whole idea. This trailer for fun, kind of put all the best jokes in there. Uh, and then people just kept asking. Um, so then that got our writers writing and Stephen thinking. And then I had no idea this was going on. And I got a call in like February and he's like, so the crazy idea continues. <laughs> I would like to do a feature. And I, it kind of sounded like, um, because they were going to cast some new roles and things. And I kept waiting for him to say like, oh, and you know, thanks for starting us off, but we're going to cast a new Cindy with some big name actor. And I was going to be like, okay, that's fine. <laughs> that's how this industry goes sometimes. Right. Sure. Uh, and finally I was like, so are you, do you have somebody else in mind for Cindy? He was like, no, but no, that's you. <laughs> I <was> like, oh. <laughs> um, and I was really excited because uh, Flip is an amazing writer. And then he was teaming up with his son, Finn, on this. Um, and I just, I love everything that they write. It's always got a lot of heart to it. Um, and the character arc, when I finally did read the script, I just, I love this journey that I get to go on in this, as this character. So it was really something special. Oh, that's it was, awesome. It was so fun because, you know, I went to go see it and Jamie hadn't seen it yet. And so she asked mm -hmm. me, of course, as we do, what did you think? You know, honest opinion. I said, the script was really fun. <laughs> so, yeah. it, it was so fun. Something for everybody. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, and one of our um, segments in our normal podcast episodes is Epic Lion. And so I said, when we finally do the do do this movie as a breakdown, how am I ever going to pick an Epic Lion? <laughs> it's going to be so difficult. It's a lot of good ones. <laughs> I know. It's so good. So uh -huh. how long how long did filming take? Oh my goodness. We did this so quickly. This was maybe a total of I think I did 15 shoot days and they just had a couple days without me. Mm -hmm. Um yeah, it was slapdash. Um, but everybody was working overtime and doing multiple jobs on set every day. Everyone's just kind of helping out wherever is needed so that we can make the best product possible and get it out as soon as possible because we knew from the beginning that we wanted to have this out by Christmas this year. Um, so we were filming in February and March and then I think we did some pickup days in June, June, okay. April, June. Um, and then they had it picture locked by October. Wow. Um, really, really fast. And I, I always have to hand it to Steven because he is such a hustler, like, and his follow through. And so often you create these indie movies that are so much fun to shoot, but then they just kind of die in post-production and never come out. Sure. And this one was really especially awesome because now we get to show people what we worked on and it took off and went farther than anyone is expecting. Um, and yeah, usually you have to wait for years before that's ever even a possibility. So it's really for nice. Sure. For sure. Are yeah. I, I'm still, my, my first film has still not been released yet. It's been like three or four years. Yeah. It's kind of lost out there somewhere. Yeah. Anyone who's worked on indie know that, that, that this is a special, special occurrence to have yes. something out this quickly. For sure. For and sure. have it out and go to a theater. Oh my goodness. I know this is really a dream come true. We, we were excited that it was going to be on a streaming service and 
Um, they were kind of figuring it out. So Stephen would be like, "That nothing's inked yet, but it's going to be on a streaming service that you definitely have. And so we're all like, cool. Like we were excited about that part. And then when we found out that it was going to theaters, I mean, so many of us have never been on the big screen. Ah, that's so exciting. And, you know, like, tell me a little bit, tell us a little bit about like um, what audience reaction has been like so far, because I have been hearing so much about this movie. People have been really loving it. What's that been like? Uh, absolutely incredible. Like it, you walk into some of these theaters and, and I've heard from almost all of my friends and family that have gone and they're like, you know, I would have gone to support you either way just to see you up there and it would have been cool. And I'm like, you were great. The movie, not so much, but <laughs> everyone has told me that they were like, our theater was almost full and everyone, some of them were actually sold out and everyone is laughing and hooting and hollering and just everyone is 100% in it. And that is so heartwarming to hear because that's that's what we want. We've kind of had this like cult classic thing that we would have loved to happen. And that seems what like what is in process. So that's a really awesome thing to happen. And um, yeah, it's it's more than anyone had expected. It's great. Uh, and that's what was awesome. it like working with Art the Clown? <laughs> we know David. We love yeah, David. You he's know. so sweet. He's the best. So, I kind of feel like I I didn't know him going into this. And I I am such a horror baby. Like, <laughs> I wish I could say I had seen all of these. I've never watched Terrifier because I would be terrified. Um, <laughs> um, so I just met David not knowing that he was Art the Clown. And he, you guys, he's, he's just a normal guy. Like, he's so down to earth and sweet. And he's actually been helping me a lot since the movie came out because I've had people contacting me for autographs, for cons and stuff. And that's something that he does all the time now. Yeah. I was going to ask you, can we get you at a con, please? <laughs> yeah, I would love that. And so he's kind of been coaching me on like what that process looks like. And something I'd never thought about is that, man, I should probably sit down and like actually work on an autograph because you don't want to be given the autograph that you do on your checks. Right. Uh, right. So new, new and exciting things. And David has been very generous in uh, helping me navigate that. Um, and on set, he was just a hugely generous scene partner and so expressive and not only his gestures, but in his eyes, like beyond all yeah. of the, the wardrobe and everything that he's could be a hindrance. Like he is such an amazing actor through that. Yeah. And, and because of that. I compare him really to maybe almost a Robert England because he's so expressive sure. and he can really act under those prosthetics, both his art. So when I knew he was the Grinch and it would be a perfect fit because I know how he can contort his face and work with the makeup. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. also, fun fact I don't know how many people out there know this, but I know this because I'm a theater nerd and I live here. Um, several years ago, and I couldn't find the exact year. But he did The Grinch at Broadway in Chicago on the tour. Yes. And I didn't oh. get to see that. And I don't think he played The Grinch. I think he was an understudy for The Grinch. And he had another part, a oh. regular part. Yes. So, But he was actually here playing in a version of The Grinch. And I tried to find it. But now, because of this movie... Oh, the only thing that came up was the movie, and I couldn't find any theater credits. I mean, that's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, I think definitely about ten years ago or so. But yeah, it's like fun fact. He's already done a version of this. 
Wow. <laughs> that kind of sparked his interest in it and yeah. uh, made him, so I've heard, made him want to do this more than ever. Yeah. Wow. And so um, what was, uh, what would you say was like the most challenging part of the shoot and maybe the most, um, maybe the most fun too? Um, there are, you know, it's a lot of jumping around. Um, so, (laughs) uh, this was actually my first time starring in a feature film. Uh, I had done some short films and some web series and it, it, I felt comfortable going in to the point that I hadn't even really thought about it until it was like two days before we were shooting. And I had this epiphany that I'm like, Oh my God, (laughs) I never actually started in a feature because I was looking at my script and being like, wow, we're, our shoot days are all out of order and I have to keep track of like when I'm in a scene where I'm crying and where I'm in a scene where I'm a badass and those have to be really different feels. And sometimes it was all in the same day. So I would say that was my new and exciting challenge for this project in particular because it was a lot to keep track of. And mm-hmm. Stephen uh, helped me a lot um, being like, okay, where are we? Where did we just come from? Mm-hmm. And am I taking that with me? Cause we're in the next scene or we're in a completely different scene. Um, and our script supervisor as well. And Neela was awesome. Uh, and just helping kind of keep my brain straight. Yep. Sure. Script supervisors are very, very important because they kind of keep it all in order. <laughs> Oh yeah. yeah, right. And uh, I, it, there are I, maybe not, maybe nobody would notice, but I kind of had this both uh, our wardrobe department, who was also our producer Amy, who's wearing all the hats, um, <laughs> and uh, and I had talked about like just the kind of my wardrobe changing as I uh, go through my story arc. But when we're jumping around like that, like even down to the earrings have to change. And we're like, which earrings are we wearing? We can't wear the badass earrings with like the young and innocent like outfit. So uh, she, Anila was so on top of helping us keep track of that because all of our brains are elsewhere. Right. Sure. (laughs) So once you had your, the final script, how long did it take you to, to prepare and to really get into the character and feel it and be comfortable in the character skin? Uh, I would say I had maybe a month with the script because we went pretty quick into filming. Um, So I just kind of focused on, I read the script as a whole and loved it, of course. Um, And kind of, it made so much sense. Like the writing worked so well for me and that I was, it was very easy for me to put myself in those shoes of this Mm -hmm. character. Um, Nothing felt like crazy out there that I couldn't digest it. Um, So then I just started kind of memorizing from our shoot schedule first. Um, But really, yeah, it just kind of, it flowed. I didn't have to, I honestly didn't have to work too hard to like understand this character because I guess she's a lot like me. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, you know, let's let's take it back all the way to the beginning. Tell us a little bit about how you got involved in film. Um, I heard a little bit when we talked and I was like, this girl has a really good story. I just wanted to tell like everybody's story on that on that particular movie. But um, tell us kind of how you got started. Uh, in acting in general. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I accidentally got put into an acting class in the seventh grade. <laughs> <laughs> From like this half of paperwork, uh, I was absolutely terrified and did not want to go. And they made me go to the first day so that they could sort it out later. And I never looked back. <laughs> nice. I absolutely loved it. They, 
I was terrified because they made me go up on stage the first day. Everyone like, she hasn't gone. I was like, no. Like, don't make um, me. <laughs> yeah. And then I was a big reader at the time. And I, I loved kind of just dissolving into these stories. And then I realized, well, I'm just doing that in a, at a grander scale and like experiencing it even more. Um, and I never looked back. And then I got into acting in high school and I thought for a long time that I was going to be a teacher. I wanted to be a, like a English and drama teacher in high school. And, uh, for like five years, I thought I was going to do that. Uh, and then I just was loving drama so much in high school that I decided to audition for acting schools. And I went to a conservatory and then, uh, UCLA school of theater, film and television. And, um, yeah, that's that's how it went down. And then after that, once I graduated from UCLA, um, I met stunt people and I thought they were the coolest, uh, yeah. really are like the coolest people on set. Um, you just kind of want to hang out with them. Uh, and that's how I got started in stunts. I started uh, going to workouts with them and then I booked a live show called Marvel Universe Live. Uh, and that's basically like getting paid to go to stunt school because I toured all over the U.S. and Canada and Europe with these amazing stunt performers. And we all work together and uh, teach each other things. And everyone's so generous. And I learned so much uh, during that time that when I came back, I just kept booking action roles and stunts and it kind of just took off. It was a I, so multiple times in my life, these are like pivotal moments where something you don't expect happens and it just kind of changes the whole trajectory of your life. <laughs> totally. Yeah. yeah. Um, so obviously, you know, you've done a lot of stunts as well as a lot of acting. Um, do you have a favorite stunts over acting, acting over stunts? I get asked that a lot and I, I, I just like a balance, you know, mm -hmm. um, once I, I, in fact, before this year, it had gotten to a point where I was doing a lot of stunts and I do love it. Um, and I was super grateful to be paying my bills doing stunt work. <laughs> but there was also like a, this kind of voice in the back of my head that's like, but I really miss acting. So I kind of, I do like an end of the year journal every year and a vision board at the beginning of the year. And I really set out for myself that I wanted to do more acting this year. And and here we are. <laughs> so um, I'm really grateful that I got to kind of bring that back into the mix because it was uh, something that was missing. Definitely. And, um, you know, tell us about some of the other projects that you've worked on that you're really proud. Um, I was checking out your IMDb, so I saw some of them. But tell us about some of your other work. Um, yeah, I, I've done stunts um, on a bunch of different TV shows, some American Horror Stories, uh, 911, 911 Lone Star. I actually doubled Ronda Rousey for six episodes on 911, um, which uh, a lot of people have been com comparing me to uh, in our the awesome training montage that I love. That's definitely my favorite part of the movie. Um, career goal checked off. <laughs> um, so I take that as a huge compliment that I got compared to my my friend Rondo that I got to double. So that was really cool. Um, what else have I worked on? Well, we met, um, Jamie, yeah. as I was stunt coordinating my first feature. Um, my goodness, was that also this last year? This Yeah. The summer. So yeah. I immediately from filming The Mean One. And the next day I was on 
an early plane to go co-coordinate with my boyfriend, who's also a stuntman, Brandon Elmore. Mm -hmm. uh, we were co-coordinating the misadventures of Vince and Hick uh, in Nogales, Arizona. Yeah. And that was incredible. That was uh, our, our first feature that we got to coordinate. We'd coordinated kind of similar. So, so two features in one year on like different aspects. So that was, it's been a good year, guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we, we had coordinated some short films and, and web series, kind of the same as my acting. And it was our first time taking on a feature and doing all of the stunt coordinating. And that was amazing. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that one. That should be coming out, if not late next year, then uh, 2024. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> I can't there wait also, because Jamie told me all about it after she met you and said how awesome <laughs> you were. Oh, I'm so then, happy this worked out and we've come full circle and I get to be here I know, now. Yeah. I know. And then when she said that you were the one in the mean one, I was like, oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. I had this moment, you know, I was watching the trailer because I was super excited about it, right? So I was watching the trailer and I see you and I'm like, mm, she looks so familiar. How do I know her? How do I know her? And then I'm like, oh, I know her. I met her. She was in that bar. Yes. <laughs> in a bar fight. So that was really, really exciting. And I'm so happy to see you like doing so well, two features in a year. Like, how do you kind of, um, how do you kind of like balance everything out between like preparing and finding work and staying in shape? I mean, cause stunts take that too. Just mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about finding balance in life with all of this. Um, the staying in shape, I am glad to say has kind of just taken care of itself because my day job, um, is working on live stunt shows. So when you're doing six shows a day, uh, the working out just kind of happens at work, which is convenient because uh, then you don't have to schedule it. <laughs> yes. Um, and But I actually uh, stepped back a bit from my day job this year because I was working so much outside, which um, while I'm so grateful to have an awesome day job um, that is so in vain with what I want to do anyway, um, it was also felt really good to be able to do that. And I, I went from full time there, which was four days a week to a sub position. So I can still go in and cover for people when they need uh, coverage. But yeah, I, I stepped back so that I could work outside. It's a good feeling. Ah, oh, that's great. What were some of the challenges on the film you did in Arizona of you know, being the stunt coordinator and being in the film, what are the challenges of doing both at the same time? Uh, kind of similar to what I experienced for the mean one. It's that, you know, there's a reason that those on a big budget film, that those are two different jobs. Like mm -hmm. it's a very different kind of brain space, whether you're acting in a scene versus doing stunts uh, on a big scale. You know, there are certain um, stunt acting roles, we would call them in like TV shows where it's like, uh, you're playing a cop who has like one line, but also needs to fire a weapon, you know, it, um, and so things like that where there are, you know, small parts work fine when you're doing both, but a starring role or, or a bigger role where you're doing both. Um, it's a good thing to have two people that can concentrate on those and give it their all because otherwise you're kind of split. Mm -hmm. Um, I was lucky on the misadventures of Vincent Hick to have my boyfriend there, uh, co-coordinating. So we would just tag team it. Um, if I was in a scene, he would take on all of the coordinating duties and just let me, um, be in the scene and same thing for when he was on the scene. Cause we both got to play little stunt acting parts in it as well. Yeah. And just lean on your team. <laughs> um, but correct me if I'm wrong, being a stunt coordinator, you're, you're over everyone's stunts. Is that correct? 
you're, yeah, you're yeah. kind of the manager of anything stunt related. So you have to worry about everyone and what they're yeah. doing too, and not just safety. your own. And it, it can definitely be more challenging when you're working on something lower budget because you're working, usually working directly with the actors rather than stunt doubles mm-hmm. who uh, have only, you know, trained for stunts specifically and can come in and stunt doubles are pretty easy because you, you're just like, okay, you guys got a little fight sequence worked out. Cool. You guys look good. Awesome. Go film it. And it's a little bit more hands-off, but when you're working directly with actors, um, and I super appreciated everyone on Vincent Hick because they are so game, especially the two leads, uh, Chase Cargill and Heston Horwin are, are always happy to, uh, just go for it. Um, which sometimes for, for actors in general, you just be like, okay, but like, let's, let's work through it slowly again. Because <laughs> I want them to get too excited and then, uh, go too far or get unsafe. So yeah, it's um, just kind of working in the next uh, rehearsal time. <laughs> For sure. And kind of going back to the mean one now, um, do you have any favorite like onset memories you could share with us? Um, I would say I was really happy with the final scene, which I, I can't give any spoilers. Um, but I think everyone had been a little nervous about that scene because it could be kind of a pitfall um, and we really wanted it to feel organic. And after we were finished, I, I went up and thanked David for just being so wonderful. And like I said, his eyes are so expressive and that made my job so easy. You know, um, I was able to look past the makeup and everything and just connect with this fellow actor in a, a really important moment. And then the, the, uh, flip the writer came up and hugged me and, and at that point like he had already been playing my dad for like yeah. two weeks. so and like we already had that kind of relationship and he came up and hugged me and he's like thank you like we were all a little nervous about the scene we fought about the scene whether this was going to remain in or not and he's like you did exactly what I had in my head so thank you for bringing that to life and that mm, getting a little teary-eyed like that meant yeah. so much um and then that's that's all you want is that collaboration between the performers and the director and the writer and everybody to just be happy with the final results. Totally. I loved that finale. I laughed so hard when it <laughs> happened and no one in the theater got it. They didn't. And I, clearly they're not as well versed on the nursery rhyme. I call it a nursery <laughs> rhyme. It's basically a nursery rhyme, right? Yeah, There's not as well versed on the dialogue. And I was like, <laughs> and then everyone's looking at me like crazy. <laughs> so I'm like, about that because some people I'm are like, wait for it, wait for it. <laughs> I was hoping that that it would be explained, which it was, and then they started laughing. But I was losing it. Who I was with was like, "What is wrong with you?" And they're like, "Never mind. Don't don't mind me." <laughs> I'm so glad you thought so. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone was looking at me like I belonged in the movie, like I was insane. (laughs) Yeah. It was important to all of us to like play it straight, but then have those moments that are hilarious because of what they end up, what they are, you know? (laughs) Well, uh, straight is funny. Yeah. Try too hard to be funny. It's no longer funny. Very true. Yeah. So, yeah. Go ahead. Okay, I was going to say, you know, is there any type of project that you're really interested in doing that you haven't got to do yet? Um, you know, I haven't done like a straight comedy, um, like a like a 
the genre is comedy. I haven't mm -hmm. done that really yet. And I, I think it would be a fun challenge. I definitely kind of gravitate more towards drama and of course action. Uh, Cause anytime I get to combine both stunts and acting, that's a fun day. Um, but yeah, I would, I would like the challenge of a, of a, of a comedy. Awesome. Do you have a favorite um, field of acting, theater, film, television? No. Yep. <laughs> you love it I all. Act, yeah. Anytime I get to act uh, or do stunts is a great day. I love being on set. Um, similar to how I was feeling about acting, though, it has been a while since I've done live theater, and I, I miss that. And and I do live stunt shows, but it's, it's not quite the same. I think uh, there's just a bit of a different feel of, of being on a live stage. I had the awesome opportunity recently to uh, stunt coordinate a high school production of a play at Beverly Hills High School called The Play That Goes Wrong. Yes. Um, which is chock full of stunts oh. and a hugely ambitious undertaking for a high school or it anyone. Uh, it's kind of, if anyone doesn't know it, it's kind of similar to Noises Off. Yeah. Um, where everything that could possibly go wrong in the play goes wrong and everything's falling and people are falling and uh, hit, hitting people and the the understudy wants to take out the lead actress. So there's some fight stuff in there. And it was so much fun. Uh, the kids were amazing. And I just, it kind of started out doing a favor with someone I used to do theater with uh, ages ago. And she now runs the theater department at Beverly Hills High School. And she called me up and asked if I was interested. And in the beginning, it was kind of just a favor to her. I was like, sure, I could do that. Like, that sounds like it could be interesting. But then these kids just get your heart like <laughs> to watch them uh succeed and like when they would finally it would click for them and they would get the stunt and then the, all of them would cheer they were so supportive of each other too that was really cool and it just kind of I actually messaged my uh high school drama teacher and I was like I get it <laughs> like thank you so much yeah. like this is really special getting to be a part of this and I have such fond memories of uh, high school drama and I'm really glad I had that time in my life. It was very formative. So getting to be a part of that magic happening was unforgettable. It ended up being, it felt like a favor to me. <laughs> That's such an insanely amazing show. I saw it um, when we went to London uh, what, three, four years ago and just the timing, everyone has to be so on on that show. Jamie, yeah. things were falling from the ceiling. People were oh. falling from the ceiling. Like there was like what? a set built up onto the wall, second story, and it like fell. Yeah. Like, on yes. purpose. And it's like, what? So I can't even imagine a high school doing that show. Yeah. Wow. Um, but that was really magical. But more than anything, it made me be like, I, I want to be in this show now. Like yes. now that I've seen how awesome it is, like I want to play too. <laughs> Yes, definitely. And, you know, um, uh, other than people like your drama teacher in the past, we talked about your drama teacher. Um, who are some other inspirations in your life? Oh, I would definitely have to say uh, my mom's mom, my Nana. Um, you know, she's she's been gone for 10 years, but I still feel like I want to pick up the phone and call her all the time because um, she, you know, it's funny, she had sleep apnea, so she didn't sleep very well. Um, but that just meant that I could call her 24 seven. Like, she was always happy. She always was happy to hear from me. And she'd pick up the phone and be like, Oh, hello, my angel. <laughs> um, and she was probably, I mean, my biggest support, my parents, of course, too. 
Um, but there is definitely a special place in my heart for my Nana. And I, I have definitely kind of fallen apart multiple times. My boyfriend's just helped me through all of this because I really wish she could be here to see this. I, um, she saw an improv show that I did once. And I played a dog on stage because we were all imitating like a, an audience member's family. And when they got to me, um, they're like, okay, and then who could she play in your family? She's like, oh, that's all my family members, but we have a dog. <laughs> and you're like, I'll take it. <laughs> I spent this entire scene like in this rambunctious dog and going around oh and sniffing everyone. And being <laughs> Uh, she would tell every waiter or, or customer service person that we ran into uh, how amazing I was when I played this dog. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, if she could have seen this, I just nobody ever would have had been able to take our order anywhere we went because she uh, <laughs> she's singing my praises nonstop. Like, Nana. <laughs> we have a I'm thing sure we think here is. on the show. Yeah, we have a thing we say here on this show, which is shout out to the grandmas because yeah. they're like, they're seriously the best people in the world. Yeah. Shout out yeah. to the grandmas for sure. Yeah. yeah, it comes up all the time because a lot of times our influence from our grandparents comes into the show. I saw my first horror movie at my grandma's house because she had a house full of foster kids and I was an only child at the time. So at eight years old, I saw my first horror film and I was all in from then on. And one of my favorite shows to this day and, and everyone laughs and like, no, I'm dead serious is diagnosis murder because well, Dick Van Dyke, of course, yeah. but because that's what we would watch together. That and a myriad of other CBS shows, of course, but that was my favorite. And every Thursday or whatever night it was on, we were watching our DM. So it comes up pretty much every show. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, you mentioned that you were a horror baby. Um, and so I'm curious, you know, <laughs> after having this experience with the mean one, are you interested in exploring the genre a little bit more? You know, I try and my boyfriend tries. Um, <laughs> I, because, because horror is so referenced in our culture, I've like made myself watch some of them. Like I, <laughs> I made myself watch The Exorcist because that one comes up in pop, you know, pop culture oh, all yeah. the time. Uh, I, you just can't unsee it like that part yes. coming down the stairs. Like I can see it still. <laughs> um, and, uh, my boyfriend has tried to kind of like work me in. We watched, um, as above, so below. And that one was oh. a little bit more, uh, kind of thriller esque mm -hmm. and kind of like more like messing with your mind. And so all of that, I can take a little bit. So that one wasn't so bad. It was awful. He made me watch it. <laughs> oh. And again, Which one? Um, the new one with okay. uh, Skarsgård. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, who was brilliant and actually uh, reminds me a lot of David. Like I think that both of them have such amazing mm -hmm. facial control and oh, just body awareness and how uh, they use their instrument as a whole. Mm -hmm. um, really impressive. Uh, so I can appreciate how amazing his performance was, but also absolutely terrifying. Like, and I'm not even one that's afraid of clowns. Like I can't imagine mm -hmm. people who are already afraid of clowns going in. 
right? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, man, even watching like a few jump scares got me in our own movie. Like I know what <laughs> happens and my boyfriend's laughing at me because I'm like, the popcorn goes flying. <laughs> so into what the characters are experiencing that I, I should know better because I'm a performer and I know how movies work, but I get drawn in and they're doing that, like <laughs> that music that gets you to lean in closer and then like... The next beat of music that terrifies you and makes you jump out of your seat. Yep, I'm one of those. I'm totally the one that screams in the theater. <laughs> I love that though. When I go to a movie, I want to be like experiencing it, you know, at the deepest level. So I make yeah. noises in movie theaters. I laugh, I cry, I scream. It's just like, uh, that's what a good movie should do, I feel like, right? <laughs> <laughs> I went to go see Smile with my friend Naisha and her daughter, and her daughter's a teenager but is a is a big baby too and smile is not a gory movie but there's a lot of jump scares and she was jumping out of her seat <laughs> and i'm yeah, like Will you stop that <laughs> and i said i'm not jumping at the movie i'm jumping at you jumping at the movie <laughs> that's great i'm probably really fun to watch uh, i've, I've <laughs> been told that i'm hilarious to go with <laughs> <laughs> well, stick with us, lady. Another horror reference. We have such sights to show you. Yes. <laughs> um, it's kind of like when you're trying sushi for the first time. You're like, okay, we're going to start out with the California roll. And then exactly. <laughs> exactly. Thank and like what? Slow. Yeah. And what are some of your favorite movies, just since we're talking about favorites? You know, it's always hard to choose a favorite. So years ago, I decided that The American President is just, that's, it's such a well-rounded movie. It's uh, Rob Reiner directed and Aaron Sorkin wrote it and so many amazing actors in it. Like I have looked up to Annette Bening forever, um, mm -hmm. Michael Douglas and Michael J. Fox and just so many great actors. And I, I just love that it's got a little bit of everything. Like maybe, maybe some action is missing, but that's when you go like I loved The West Wing too, which I discovered yeah. later. Um, which I believe was made from kind of the leftover research that he had done for the <laughs> So that makes a lot of sense um, that I would love both, and I really do. Yeah. Actually, uh, I met Alice and Janney recently on set, um, and I am so glad to say that she was such a sweetheart. Um, traveling on something, and she came in the, in the trailer, and she's like, oh, are you our stunt double? And I was like, Hi. <laughs> like, hi, and my heart is like, I don't get starstruck very often. But You're like, like, hi. <laughs> I know who you are. <laughs> and it's was so sweet. And I was just like, I have looked up to you forever. Oh, Aww. I bet she was happy to hear that too. <laughs> I tried not to fangirl too hard because I'm like, I have to go like be cool stunt woman in a little bit. You're like, I'm a professional, but oh my God. I did. I did kind of blurt out that I'm like, I've watched The West Wing for years and you're amazing. She goes, oh, thank you. I'm like, oh, nice. I'm so glad you're nice. Yeah, totally. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh yes. We, we've all had those moments. Most of the time I'm pretty chill, but when I met one of one of the actors who I loved since I was a kid, he came into my restaurant and I said, I just wanted to say, I really loved you in some kind of wonderful. And he's mm. like, but you're so young I said oh stop and I cried and I had no chill and he was lovely he was so lovely to me and I'm like love you anyway um moving on <laughs> I would love to know what was it like working on American Horror Story 
Oh, it's awesome. Um, Simon Ree is the stunt coordinator on that. And so he does such an amazing job of orchestrating everything and keeping everyone safe. Um, and that was one that I, I know so many people are huge fans of that, but I, I am such a horror baby that I, I don't know all of that coming forward. But so what really struck out to me was uh, every day we're on set, apparently fans would find out somehow where the set was and they would line up uh, with cameras and some of them would dress up and they would be across the street from the set uh, all day. So, and then they would, every time you pass, they're like, Oh, who's that? <laughs> like, wow. I, but uh, yeah, I was on, on the spinoff of, of American horror story and uh, plural American horror stories. Right. Um, and I was on three episodes. I got to double the leads. What's cool about that one is uh, every episode is different. Yeah. So there's constantly new people coming in, new stories being told. Um, so I, I doubled three different uh, leads and episodes. Oh, that's so really cool. Fun. So cool. And, you know, something I always like to ask people um, just about their experiences. So through through your whole acting journey, um, you know, what, what are some of the things that you've learned, whether that's a personal lesson, whether that's a professional les lesson, what are some of the most important things you've learned on this uh, cool journey? Um, well, technically in school, like you go through all of the different acting grades and the methodologies and, and Meisner and Uta Hagen and the Stanislavski method and all of that. So technical wise, like you kind of pick and choose what you love from all of those and how you're going to make it your own. Um, I also uh, studied more recently at the Michael Laskin studio, and he has a book out called The Authentic Actor that I loved in fact I read the book first and then I found him at the back of the book who wrote it and like went and found him online and messaged him <laughs> and I was right. like how do I get in your class and he's like well it's booked for months you have to get on a waiting list and I was like yeah but how do I get in your class yeah. <laughs> um, and and didn't give up and kept like emailing over time until I eventually was in his class um, <laughs> I love about his methodology is just really bringing yourself to the character because um you know some some acting methods are, are very much like become the character and his is how do you bring yourself to the character? Um, because you're the one and only you and you have your own set of experiences and why would you just sweep all of that under the rug, you know? Um, so I, I like that a lot and uh, kind of using the as if a lot, which is like putting yourself in, in making the circumstances more applicable to you by saying like, well, if this, I used it a lot with, um, uh, flip who played my dad in the, in the movie, just, um, really using my own dad, like how I would act with my own dad. And <laughs> I, we've gotten a lot of great feedback about how heartwarming our relationship was. And I, I really yeah. feel that too. Flip did an amazing job. And it, it is helpful that, uh, both flip and my dad are, uh, total goofballs. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> And I think that that really shows on screen. Um, and, and then, of course, during sad moments, uh, when we filmed that scene, I had to uh, call my dad later that day. <laughs> just yes. like, off the ledge because I miss you really bad. And I wish I could hug you right now. Yeah. Yeah. So those are all the technical things. And then I would say uh, on kind of a, a more long term emotional scale, I would say just never give up. Like that is the, what I have learned. Like if this is something that you see yourself doing and you can't see yourself doing anything else and being happy, like go for it, go for it 100% and don't ever give up and don't ever let anyone tell you that you can't. 
or that you're not good enough. You just have to keep believing in yourself, even when you're working six jobs and trying to make rent and selling DVDs at the mm -hmm. reused DVD place down mm -hmm. the street to make rent. Um, I've been there, done it. <laughs> um, and, and I stuck with it anyway. And here we are. Yeah. Uh, wise words. I mean, you know, it's like just that's the most important thing, right? Show up for yourself. Don't give up. Believe in yourself. Be your friend. In any field. Yeah. And I suppose the counter side to that would be like also create a balance and make yes. sure that you, you know, get breaks anytime that you're feeling burnt out. Because um, I've seen a lot of people leave this industry just because they were trying to do it when it wasn't fun anymore. So sometimes mm -hmm. you have to go and like take a break, find another hobby for a little bit and then come back to it renewed. For mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. I would love to know on the stunt side, do you have a favorite um, type of stunt to execute? I really like getting set on fire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I hear that a lot. <laughs> I do. A lot of stunt people say that. <laughs> it's, it's a fun one. It's a kind of a unique feeling. Um, I did a live stunt show where I did a fire burn every show. So I've done like oh. probably close to 400 fire burns. Um, and <laughs> it's, uh, it's really funny the first time you do it because your brain is like, we're on fire. <laughs> yeah. And you have to, um, kind of have this constant, uh, mental inner monologue going like we've trained for this this is this is how this is supposed to go like it's warm not hot I'm constantly like I, I'm moving forward on the fire so I can take a breath and then going back and and I've got my people standing by they're gonna put me out as soon as I go down like and you just constantly have this self-talk going on and that's so important because it is not natural to be on fire and your brain and your body know that and they're screaming at you <laughs> and eventually that gets a little easier but man that first time um and it's it it is a known thing that can happen where um you get you know stunt people that want to get set on fire and they're all about it and they're totally game but you never know what someone is going to do when they're actually set on fire because that voice might be really loud. <laughs> so you're kind of, when you're doing fire safety, like you're ready to tackle someone uh, with the fire blanket, because if they just panic and run, like you never know. And most of the time that doesn't yeah. happen, of course, because we're trained professionals, but <laughs> you've got to be ready just in case. But you can't be trained for that first time because there's, right. you've never done it right. before. Mentally, exactly. you know what to do, but the it emotions is. might take over. You don't know. Yeah. How long do you normally um, stay on fire in a fire stunt? I would say most of them are, are probably about 20 seconds. Um, okay. But I think the world record is like four and a half minutes or something. Um, wow. And when you get to that point, you're on oxygen, which I, I have yet to do um, because you need to breathe. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, most of them, I, the one that I did, we were actually indoors in an amphitheater. Um, so the fire marshal had a very strict 20 second rule, like do not go past 20 seconds or we will shut you down. <laughs> so we were usually at like 18, 19 seconds and then we get put out. We actually how, do you had know, how do you know when it's time to get put out? Are you counting or do they, do you have a signal? Uh, for that show, we actually had a giant timer going. So the <laughs> how long it had been, <laughs> uh, which was helpful. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, feel for the timing. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, do you have any, um, projects up ahead for yourself? Um, are you working on anything else right now? 
that you can tell um, us about? I am happily on a bit of a break at the moment. Um, we are doing our like family palooza trip is what we've called it because <laughs> I am in Texas at the moment and we were okay. just in North Carolina visiting my boyfriend's family and then visiting my boyfriend's dad here. And then we're going from here to Portland to visit my brother and my sister and my mom. Um, so we're just kind of hopping around and it's it's been nice to uh, just really get to be with family and, and not get pulled because it's a kind of an ongoing joke in the stunt community that if you want a job, you book a non-refundable flight <laughs> and then everyone calls. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that goes. Um, but it's, this has been a nice break that I, I don't, uh, I haven't gotten any calls so that I'm not tempted to be like, Oh, I love you guys. I'll be right back while I go work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's an unpredictable business. So when the jobs are there, you kind of have to take them. You do. Um, uh, besides that, I'm, I've got some video games in the works right now that I totally can't talk about for like the next two years, but uh, right. those are exciting. And I have some more of that coming up. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. So um, one more wrap up question. And, you know, we love to ask this to guests because they come up with some really fun and interesting answers and inspirational answers. What is your philosophy? Oh, um, my philosophy, be open to opportunity, be open to people, be open to love. I think um, we can put some walls up um, sometimes as humans. And I think just being open to life and all of it, I think is, uh, I didn't know that that was my philosophy until right now, but uh, you're welcome. <laughs> Um, and like I told you, like uh, multiple times in my life, I had this pivotal moment that if I hadn't been open to, to change or open to an opportunity, my life would be very different right now. Jamie has said similar things also to me. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Got to yeah. be open to it. Got to say yes to opportunities and things yes. that come your way. Yes. Another good one. Yeah. Just yeah. J Jamie said this might not help, but it won't hurt. Yes. Yeah. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you never Jamie, know. Do you have any other wrap up questions for our guest? Um, just like, uh, I'm so glad, not so much a question, I guess, but I'm so glad that you took some time to chat with us. Um, I was really excited to see you in that trailer. I was like, oh, she's kicking ass in this. Um, it's, just, it's so cool to see. Um, it's so cool to see you, you know, in person working on this other movie and then see you here. So I'm very happy for your success. And I'm so thankful that, you know, we had time to talk to you today. And thank you so much for taking time out of your family palooza to come be with us for a little while. It's really special. Thank you. They've been very supportive and excited and they say hi. Hi. <laughs> hi. They're really excited I'm getting to do this. Um, we are in theaters uh, this next weekend and we are hoping, so hoping that we can get one more extension on our theatrical release so that we can be in theaters during Christmas, but we just need lots of people to go and post good reviews if you loved it. And if you didn't love it, this is Avatar The Way of Water. Um, so yeah, we just want to keep paving the way for more indie films to get theatrical releases. And that just takes lots of people going and showing them that this is something that we all want. Absolutely. 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 And listeners, everybody go see this. <laughs> yes, this and every other indie horror that you can get to the theater for, you know, yeah. look what we did with Terrifier 2. Yeah. Yes. How many times did that get extended? Five, six? I don't even know. Yeah. 
we're no one expected and David doing it more than once so yes 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 <laughs> and now this you know go support indie horror no matter what I don't care what it is just in indie films in general you know we got to put our money back into the industry us is the consumer voices. yes yep Absolutely. Yes. and you can keep your you can have your voice by buying your ticket you know you don't have to yeah. go to social media for it buy your ticket you know totally. that that's how you can really really speak because that's what they look at they look at numbers right yeah. Yeah. so go buy your ticket man and spread yeah. the word and bring your friends to this and every other one you can get to seriously you know because we're all about the indie horror here Love it. Right. Well, Crystal, thank you so very much for joining us. And thank you, Jamie, for setting this up. This has been great. (laughs) Thank you so much. So thankful for it. (laughs) Go see the mean one and everything else Crystal's ever done. Okay. (laughs) We'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye.